This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. You can also find me at Quincy Wheeler1 on Twitter. So, today's an exciting day for the Guardians. They signed Josh Bell to a two-year, $33 million deal, and Josh Bell has an opt-out available for him after 2023 season. So if he has a great season and thinks he can get a longer-term deal somewhere, he can opt out and take that chance. I think it's a smaller number of years than most people thought. I see MLB trade rumors thought it would be more like four years and something like $16 million a year. And the uh, fan graphs thought it would be more like three years and a little bit less than that average annual value. So we got above that projection and average annual value, but not super amount for only two years when you think about it. I think that the Guardians maybe pounced on an opportunity that became available for them after Jose Abreu and Anthony Rizzo signed. I don't think there were a ton of large market teams looking for somebody who's a first base DH type. And I think that's where Cleveland stepped in and said, hey, we can get you all settled for the season, Josh. Let's get a deal done. Uh, my good friend Willie Hood pointed out that Josh Bell's wife is from Ohio, so he may also have a connection here to Ohio that helped him make this decision. Overall, he seems like a great guy. I did some reading on him, and he's a big fan of reading himself, of books. And I love that. <laughs> I'm, of course, a, a big reader as well, so it was fun to read about that. He got nominated for the Roberto Clemente Award on his team in the past. Got a reputation of being a good clubhouse guy. If you watch him in videos, he's always very affable and seems like he's always willing to kind of share his process, which not every player is. So that's exciting to see. Obviously, the big question on all our minds is what friend will write. <laughs> Sorry, what Josh Bell is going to be able to do this season in replacing Owen Miller and Fran Mel Reyes. That's why I had Fran Mel Reyes on the mind. So Josh Bell is going to kind of fill in the role that Owen Miller played this past year, as well as Fran Mel Reyes. And uh, Owen Miller, of course, got about 479 at bats, and he hit six home runs. Fran Mel Reyes, in his time in Cleveland, um, he hit, I think, like nine home runs. So Josh Bell projected for 22 home runs, already significantly better than that. He also uh, is a guy who has a great walk rate, career around 11%, so and doesn't strike out a ton either for his career. That's something, of course, that the Guardians value is that ability to make contact and make good hard contact and that'll be important. So that's that's a way that the Guardians have upgraded their team. I think you can probably squint and say that's a good 10 home run upgrade over what they did last year. 
at least, and you can hope for more. One thing that I thought was good that was pointed out by Keith Law is that Bell could actually use to stand to be a little more selective at the plate. There's some zones where if he could lay off a few more pitches, he would probably see all his numbers rise up because he'll make contact, but it's weak contact because it's not really his hot zone of hit, hitting. So if they can work with him on that, because he's obviously got a good enough eye to recognize those pitches, to coach him into saying, hey, maybe don't swing at as many of those, make some different swing choices, they could really reap the benefits there. Josh Bell had kind of a rough go of it with the Padres to end the season, only putting up a 79 WRC plus there. He had a low batting average on balls in play, so that means he wasn't getting especially lucky. Uh, but his hard hit rate and pull rate went down as well. Seems like he's the kind of guy who likes to be comfort, be, be comfortable where he is. Uh, Pesicle on covering the corner pointed out that Bell has a lower uh, WRC plus for his career when he DHs. So that may be something he has to work his way into being comfortable with. Uh, maybe likes being out in the field a little bit more. I'm particularly excited about Josh Bell, and I have been. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, if you go back to some of our first episodes in November of 2021, I identified Josh Bell as a guy who was on a one-year deal with Washington who I thought would be great for the Guardians to trade for and believed in what he was capable of and what he could provide the team. And at the time, I pointed out that he'd had actually a pretty good year playing some innings in left field. So I do think that he possibly could be playing out there. Tito went on a video this today saying that he's going to talk to Josh Naylor about playing right field. I hope that was kind of Tito going off the reservation a little bit because I don't think that Josh Bell is necessarily uh, the guy that you're going to want to playing first base all the time. I think that Naylor is probably a little bit better defensive first baseman. I think he's probably a terrible right fielder. So I, I would kind of prefer that they would make it Bell plays first base against left-handed pitching. Otherwise, he's probably a DH unless it's a requirement and they think he needs to be more comfortable playing at first base. So um, that's something to think about, but I don't really love the idea of Naylor playing in right field. I'd rather have Naylor DH than have that happen. I, I think that when you think about left-handed pitching, you know, so if you're putting Gonzalez at DH and Bell at first base, you still have to figure out what to do with right field. And I don't know if that might possibly be a place where Will Brennan gets a spot or if Benson's still here, if the two of them get a chance to kind of step in and try to hit left-handed pitching, that's a possibility. I wonder if that might be the case. Um, to see, you know, maybe what they're capable of providing there. I wonder if uh, Josh Bell is the end of the free agent additions or if they might look at somebody still like Will Myers who can play a variety of different positions and help out. But if they do that, then they're probably going to have to move even more prospects to make room for that to be the case and, and do something with all these guys that they currently have on hand. So we'll have to see. Obviously, Sean Murphy, the trade hasn't happened yet. We'll see if it happens tomorrow or, or by the weekend. The uh, Rule 5 draft is at 5 o'clock tomorrow, so after that happens, teams will have a better sense of which players exactly will be available uh, as far as in trades. So if guys are plucked from the Rule 5 draft and they know those guys aren't available in trades, 
I think the most exciting thing about Bell signing, besides that Bell is a particularly great player, is that the Guardians are illustrating that they really understand that the time to go for it is now. Now, this is the biggest free agent contract they've given out since Edwin Encarnacion. Bell is the second highest player on the team already behind Jose. I think uh, that's kind of important to, to see. Uh, there's a great piece on Josh Bell from Fangraphs. points out some of his inconsistencies. Overall, his consistency for his career is good, but from year to year, there's, there's some pretty good variance. I think that uh, Baum, Michael Bauman, who wrote the piece on Josh Bell, and I'll link to it in the description of this episode, said it really well when he said, over the past four seasons, there have been three distinct Bells, one who gets the ball in the air at least part of the time and hits like a down-ballot MVP candidate, one who smashes the ball into the ground hits like a backup catcher, and an intermediate version who doesn't elevate the ball but hits it so hard he puts up acceptable numbers anyway. So I thought that was a great quote, and it kind of describes what the Guardians are hoping that they get a, a version of Josh Bell that's more like one, and if not like one, pretty close to three. Somewhere in between there would be great, but stay away from version two. Uh, so I encourage you to read that piece and get Michael Bauman's thoughts and read Keith Law's piece with The Athletic, which I'll include as well. Both of them had some great insight into Bell. Uh, you can read my piece that I wrote for covering the corner to address the signing as soon as it happened. And I'll link to that in the description of the episode as well. It's just really exciting to have a hitter like this on the roster. He's a switch hitter. you got to love switch hitters for his career. He sat at 120 WRC plus against right-handed pitching. And that's what he put up against left-handed pitching the last couple of years. So, I mean, if you have a guy who's just 120 WRC plus, which is what he's projected for, around 123 WRC plus, you have an exciting person on your roster, especially if he's going to do that against both sides of the plate. Already you start thinking about the Guardians lineup, and you can think about Bell hitting second and see if that could happen. You could have Quan, Bell, uh, Jose, uh, Josh Naylor, and Oscar Gonzalez. It's pretty darn good. That's a pretty darn good start to the lineup, and we'll see what else they can add. I believe that there will be a trade or two before this offseason is over, because we have the indication now that the Guardians are not going to sit on their hands. I mean, they've here we are, December 6th, and they've already spent $33 million, or committed, I should say, $33 million. That's a good indication that they understand, hey, now's the time to shore up this lineup and really make a run at it. So we'll keep talking about it. Hopefully we'll have some more moves to talk about here pretty soon. I uh, appreciated the fact that uh, Josh Bell is... Just a player who's fun to root for. Go and watch some of his home runs. Go and watch some of his playing style. He's not a fast runner. He's not a great defender. But he is a guy who makes good contact and knows where the strike zone is. And that fits the Guardians especially well. Well, we'll get back to going through our highlights of the Guardians season as we're able. If we get some more moves tomorrow, we'll talk about those. But you'll have to let me know what you think about the Josh Bell signing. Is it what you wanted? Were you expecting something else? What should the Guardians do now to shore up their roster and find another 30 home runs to add to the roster somewhere? That's, I think, the goal is to find at least 30 more home runs, get it on the roster. That way you can really make a run at this thing. Maybe add, like we talked about, maybe add that third starter, unless we're really counting on Bybee, Espino, or Williams to come up and help the team at some point this year. Just really think they need that third starter. So we'll see as the lineup, as the offseason continues to develop, we'll see what the Twins and the White Sox do to kind of press the Guardians 
Guardians aren't particularly moved by other teams as much, I think, but just kind of keeping pace of where we are in the division, this certainly puts the pressure on the Twins and the White Sox to say, hey, the Guardians are serious about this. They're going to keep adding. They're going to make their offense better. So it's good to have that be the case, good to have teams that push you and to have teams to you know, compete against during the season get yourself ready for a playoff run. Welcome, Josh Bell. Looking forward to making all kinds of bell and ringing and dinging and donging jokes. And uh, that'll be the case because we've got them on the roster. Way to go, Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, and Dolan. This has been the Cleveland Guardians FanCast. You can find us Monday through Friday on any podcast service that you prefer. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, and download so that we can continue to produce these podcasts for your enjoyment.